We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for September 2nd, 2013. Today's study pretty much just to try to catch everyone up on the uh, current events that are going on right now, The uh, what's going on in Syria, looking at a lot of different angles there, and then a lot of other different subjects we're going to be covering after that. Uh, really have no idea how long this might take. It might be three, it might be four parts, it might even be more. Uh, it's hard to say. So, starting out, to kind of set the tone for everything, some Bible verses. <clears throat> Psalm 57, verse 1. Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. We're going to be talking a lot today, as we have in a lot of other studies, about the calamities that are coming. This next month in September, literally, really could be the start of everything, as far as the big stuff that a lot of us have been waiting on a long time. Uh, And I don't mean that from a good standpoint, but I'm talking about a lot of the things the Illuminati has wanted to implement really could be coming to fruition um, in September. We talked about, I believe, in the last study or the study before that, regarding this whole, all of these things the military is trying to have in place by the end of September and by the start of October. So really looking at from now until, I would say, November would be a really critical time regarding a lot of the plans that I'm seeing them wanting to implement. So this is a good verse to... to, uh, dwell on. We all want the Lord's mercy. Be merciful unto me, uh, for my soul trusteth in thee, which implies faith. So, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, faith in his word. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. So, um, pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man as Jesus Christ said in Matthew 24. Then 2 Timothy 1.7, <clears throat> For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Satan is trying to constantly give us a spirit of fear, though. And unfortunately, a lot of what I report on, that's what we're talking about. It may be factual, but it's still, a lot of it is Satan's plan trying to instill a spirit of fear in us, but God has not given us that spirit of fear. So we keep our eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and that keeps us out of that, that spirit of fear, or helps to do that. Psalm 18.2 The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom will I trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. Now, again, um, I didn't have a PDF last week, because sometimes I think I'm just going to be winging studies in order to actually be, be able to address an issue, because it takes so much time to put these these PDFs together. It's really the main time drain, drain on me per study. So, uh, But this study, I will have this PDF up there. It's probably going to be <clears throat> probably 18, 19 page range, but we're going to be listening to a lot of audio clips today as well. Um, and uh, you can, if you want to uh, copy and paste these verses, you can go up on the PDF and do that and... and uh, you know, print them out, have them with you, and these types of things. So, um, the next verse, Psalm 34, 7, The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him, 
and delivereth them. So, fear of God is tied to also God's protection. Angelic protection in this particular case. And also, the deliverance of... Now, if you fear God, you have to have faith in Him as well. I mean, as far as from a Christian standpoint. I mean, I understand an evil person could fear God. But this is talking about believers fearing God. And... um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, understanding, knowledge. Uh, then you have this verse, um, which implies protection and deliverance. So these are things to, to think on, because a lot of my listeners are, um, I think some of them are, and it's, it's only human nature, you know, they're pretty freaked out over what, they're seeing coming, and every week it's getting worse now. I mean, it's literally, it's like the gates of hell have been opened, and the news and everything that we're seeing, it's just, it's really overwhelming. So, it's very important to be grounded in the Word of God regarding the times and days we're going into, uh, <clears throat> because that's what our faith needs to be based on. That's where we need to build our rock, on the solid rock of Christ Jesus. And when the winds come and the rains come, you know, that house stood on the rock. But if you build it on sand, if you build it on, well, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to, um, let's say you have all the money in the world, and you've got your your underground bunker, and, and you've got all of this, and, all, and, that, and that's where your faith is at, then you've built on sand. You'll still go to hell, does it matter if you have, even if you were able to escape, um, let's say, the coming Illuminati onslaught, and you were underground, still, when you die, you're going to go to hell. So, you, you're in, ultimately in no better position than somebody that uh, was unsaved in that regard. So, Psalm 91, verses 4 through 6, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His Truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. And we're going to see probably a lot of pestilence in the days and times ahead as well. Uh, Nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. So this talks about not being afraid of the terror by night, or for the arrow, or all these other calamities. So it really, when you contrast the fear of God, And really the fear of man, the Bible says the fear of man bringeth a snare. Uh, Whereas the fear of God will instill in you this this, um, actual faith and and courage to fight what's coming. And remembering to put on the whole armor of God literally every day is very, very important. And to remember that our battle is... we. um, it's not carnal what we're battling. Okay, it's a spiritual battle what we're actually uh, going into. Granted, I'm not saying that there couldn't be certain instances you wouldn't carnally have to, particularly as a man, battle evil entities. I don't exactly know exactly what's coming, but <laughs> I think we're all in for a really big surprise 
regarding what's coming. I mean, you look at all of the, the propaganda Hollywood's given us over the years with these movies and TV shows and, and things of this nature. They're preparing us for, trying to prepare us for something. From a Kabbalistic, Luciferian term, they're warning their enemies ahead of time what's coming. Just listen to a huge interview the other night on, on again, the, these black-eyed children and how there's been increasing and increasing sightings of these things. And they're like the living dead, essentially, walking around and trying to get into people's houses. And it's like the whole vampiric thing where you have they have to be invited in. And that's their main goal, is to get you to invite them into their house. And this is not, I mean, there's thousands of sightings all over the all over the globe. You can't just say this is some urban legend. You know, the, the guy that they were interviewing was, you know, he wrote a whole book on it. So that's just one aspect of it. And, again, that's a whole other subject that I've covered in numerous other studies. And if there's a subject, if you're a new listener, that you want to know more about, go to contendingfortruth.com um, and uh, just do a keyword search in the search box for the subject you're interested in. Another one, uh, Psalm 56, verse 11. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid of what man can do unto me. Okay, so again, there's another one really good to commit to memory. Putting your trust in God, putting your faith in God. Okay, how does that all work? Well, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You can't put your trust in God unless you have faith in God. And, and you're saved through faith. The Bible's very clear on that. You're saved by grace through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Faith in who? Jesus Christ. Okay, so that's very, very clear. Um, this is how we get saved. Our faith needs to be in Him. And it's, we can't trust in God unless we have faith in His Word, in Jesus Christ. So, I put my trust... In God have I put my trust... What's the result then when you put your trust in God? I will not be afraid of what man can do unto me. And man, that would also include what, you know, Satan, whatever, any kind of <clears throat> fear outside of fear of God. Any kind of, you know, the fear of man bringeth the snare, which is where that would fall into that classification. Psalm 112, verse 7, He shall not be afraid of evil tidings, his heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Evil tidings. It's pretty much all we report on anymore. Uh, as a watchman, that's my job. Uh, see Ezekiel 3 and Ezekiel 33 in the Bible. But we're not to be afraid of them, but to be an understander of the times. Like the Bible says that the men of Ishakar were understanding of the times, knowing what to do and what they ought not to do. Because they they were they were aware of Satan's devices, like the Bible says in Second Corinthians two eleven, that we are to be aware of Satan's devices. Why, lest he get an advantage of us, and that we are destroyed or can be destroyed for lack of knowledge, according to Hosea four six. So these are all things that are just good to commit to memory and think about. And then my study on imprecatory prayer, Psalm sixty four. God's judgment on wickedness, a Christian's door of hope. Which I first heard that by Pastor Weaver, and then uh, totally changed my life, this concept, this Psalm 64 in particular. 
And if you click on this link, I have it right here. You can hear my testimony on it. And um, I really believe that in the days and times that we're going into, this is also another large part of that biblical remedy for appropriating God's mercy, protection, His judgment on wickedness. When God judges wickedness, good things always happen. Yes, we pray that if it be possible, their souls be saved, sure. But if that be not possible, and God does know the beginning from the end, when God judges the wicked, or wickedness, good things always happen. From a, from a biblical standpoint. Always, in the Bible. So, something to... Um, you can click on there and learn more about. So now, getting on to the current events that we're dealing with right now. We've just got, this is just from Drudge, Drudge Report, kind of yesterday, today. Um, Obama turns to Congress now regarding the attack on Syria. I think he was getting so much backlash over his coming dictatorial move of just acting um uh, unilaterally by himself and saying we're going to attack Assyria without Congress congressional approval, which we're talking about, you know, the Constitution here. I think he finally had to backpedal on that and say, okay, we'll go through Congress. Even though he has, you know, he had zero right to do what he's trying to do anyway. And he's seeking, and they're madly seeking an authorization to strike Syria. These are just different, uh, Titles, uh, confusion, anger, mockery after decision. So then people are saying, oh yeah, uh, this further discredits the USA and all these types of things. Uh, Syria media calls it a historic American retreat. McCain said Assad now is euphoric. Now remember, these to me are, are headlines designed to elicit people to want to attack Syria, like, like, oh, we're going to look like cowards. We, we, we need to put more pressure on the president. Right now, from what I've seen statistically, it's a 9% approval rating in America, us wanting to attack Syria. Even the, the sheeple, when you add all those figures in, it's about 9%. So an incredibly low number of people want to do this. Um, now the House and the Senate will hold hearings next week on this. Uh, Pope announces World Day of Prayer and Fasting. For, I guess, regarding all of this. And so, you've got a lot of these headlines right now. You've got John Kerry up there, you know, going crazy, saying that we've got to attack. There is no choice. We're going to talk more about John Kerry um, in a little bit regarding this whole thing. And I'm um, just seeing if there's any more... Uh, You know, and right now on CNN, U.S. plans for strikes against Syria may be coupled with increased support for rebel forces. Uh, clock is ticking. It's this big, we gotta do it, we gotta do it, we gotta do it push. Okay? And a lot of the rest of the world is absolutely, totally, diametrically opposed to this. A lot of factions in America are diametrically opposed. Russia is not convinced by the U.S. evidence. We're actually gonna watch that that in a little bit, that uh, news clip there. So, I'm just looking at to see if there's any other things that have just come up. We're, we're going to talk about this more. I just wanted to make sure I was on top of this. So, 
Then the next next report reads, GOP congressmen, military members keep telling me to vote no on Syria. This is from Business Insider, and it says, Many of my own military sources have expressed reservations with action in Syria. After President Obama delivered a speech in the Rose Garden where he said the United States should strike Syria following a deadly chemical weapons attack, even though we actually were the ones that helped orchestrate that and uh, helped to supply the rebels with these things. And we're going to prove that as we go on, and I've gotten to that in a lot of the newsletters I've sent out as well. Remember, they want to take Syria to further destabilize the Middle East and to install a much more radical Muslim Brotherhood, Al-Qaeda regime in place there so that when they do have that war with Israel, you will have a unified Middle Eastern uh, front where you'll have all radical regimes that are just chomping at the bit in order to annihilate Israel off the planet. And that, that's why they've been jockeying and toppling all these different countries for the last two, three years in order to accomplish that. So, um, this was uh, Representative Justin Amash, a rep- Republican out of Michigan. Uh, he took to Twitter to dispute uh, the claim that comments from those would likely carry out that order, meaning the order to actually bomb um, Syria. He says, I've been hearing a lot from the members of our armed forces, Amash tweeted. The message I consistently hear is, please vote no on military action against Syria. Now, here's one where you see a Navy man, he's holding up a sign over his face, a pretty high-ranking guy it looks like here. He's got a chest full of accommodations and these types of things, and it said, and he, and the sign covering his face says, "I didn't join the Navy to fight for Al Qaeda in a Syrian civil war." See, the military's really getting wise to what's going on here, and they're thinking, "Why am I going to join to fight alongside Al Qaeda when we were fighting them in other places in the Middle East? I didn't, I didn't sign up for this." So. An unidentified naval officer opposes attack on Syria in a powerful image. An, an unidentified uh, U.S. naval officer has dropped the following photo bombshell on Barack Obama. I, I got the picture right here. You can see in the PDF for um, September 2nd, 2013. Um, he's dropped the bombshell on Barack Obama in the New World Order. I think it's wonderful that the men and women of our militaries are now speaking out loudly and clearly to this corrupt administration. Check out the videos below for more U.S. servicemen and women speaking out against tyranny and the goals of the Obama administration, an extension of the corrupt Bush administration, and both of them quite obviously merely puppets for our shadow government and the New World Order. It is now time for the American people and the people of the world to speak out against this government insanity. So this is really gaining momentum right now. Uh, now, what CNN did to counter that, I saw this morning, of course they don't, it's not on their front page or anything, but what they were doing, what they're saying is that the marines.com site was hacked, and they put up this image of these people, um, message to the United States Marine Corps, this was supposed, they were supposedly hacked by the Assad government or whatever, and it says, message to the United States Marine Corps, 
Dear U.S. Marines, this message is written to you by your brothers in the Syrian army who have been fighting Al-Qaeda for three years. We understand your patriotism and love for your country, so please understand our love for ours. Obama is a traitor who wants to put your lives in danger to, to rescue Al-Qaeda insurgents. Which is, I'm really not disagreeing with one thing I'm reading here, okay? Marines, please take a look at what your comrades think about the Obama alliance and the Al-Qaeda against Syria. Now, CNN, I think, was putting this up like, oh, they hacked the Marines.com website. All of this is bogus. No, it's not bogus. I don't think any of these images are bogus. But they're acting like, because the Syrian army hacked the Marines.com website, that it just discredits everything. No, it doesn't. And I pretty much agree with what they're saying here, okay? I mean, for us to attack them is, is, is crazy. Your officer, uh, then it goes on to say your officer in charge probably has no qualms about sending you to, you to die against soldiers just like you uh, uh, fighting a vile common em- enemy. The Syrian army should be your ally, not your enemy. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're like the most radical faction in the rebel. They're the ones that launched the chemical attack. We'll, we, we've proven that before, prove it again today. And um, I'm not saying they're they're wonderful or perfect or whatever, but <laughs> the rebels are definitely the Muslim radical jihadist extremist element of Islam that we've exposed over and over and over again here. So um, they it goes on to say refuse your orders and concentrate on the real reason every soldier joins the military to defend their homeland. You're more than welcome to fight alongside our army rather than against it. Your brothers. The Syrian army soldiers, a message delivered by the... I mean, that's about as nice of a thing as, 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 a, as they could say to them. Obviously, they're not wanting to fight us, okay? And, and a lot of our um, armed you know, soldiers or whatever feel the exact same way. And it's becoming increasingly more obvious that the Syrian rebels are the ones that are totally responsible for these chemical attacks. This is... is total garbage what's being foisted on the American public. So, the military is really starting to wise up to this. Um, And going back to this, we're going to get into that further here. Um, You can see I got several links here that you can click on. American military refusing to fight for Al-Qaeda in Syria. A whole bunch of pictures. Uh, Twitter flooded with active uh, duty military and uh, veterans opposing the attack on Syria. It's kind of like the dam is kind of breaking here on, I think, a lot of maybe the naive thought processes that a lot of people were stuck in, possibly regarding Obama. They're getting so flagrant that even the people that were part of kind of the system in the military are now really starting to get their eyes opened. They're really starting to come out of the woodwork. And as that momentum builds, the one thing about that is that Obama's going to become more and more cornered in his way of thinking as this builds. So then what you would want to you would look for at that point is another false flag event that they could point at where they could just ignore everybody's wishes and implement whatever they're going to implement. So that's something to seriously pray about as well. Uh, all of the, a lot of these stories are literally from today. A deluge of duty 
Military personnel, as well as many veterans, are taken to Twitter to express their opposition to the Obama administration's plan to launch an attack on Syria. Uh, here, there's a the really good Twitter pick here that um, I am clicking on right now. And it says, it's a guy, um, Evan Klozinski. He's in, um, not sure exactly what branch he's in. He's not wearing his full uniform, but he says, I didn't, oh, the army, I'm sorry, I didn't join the army to fight beside Al-Qaeda in Syria, while my brothers and sisters are being killed by Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan, Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda, which we literally helped get off the ground and form, okay, our government did that, so, he may, he brings up a good, he brings up a good point here, um, in that, and you're seeing more and more of this all over the place. I think it's great that we're seeing this. Um, after numerous U.S. servicemen posted photos of themselves holding up uh, signs on Twitter refusing to fight on the side of Al Qaeda in Syria, the meme developed into several different hashtag trends, including uh, the pound sign "I didn't join," and there's a link to that if you'd like to click on that, and the pound sign "Vets on Syria." And I have both the links there. Congressman Justin, Justin Amash, a vocal critic of the Obama administration's build-up to war, has been inundated with tweets from active-duty military members and veterans in anticipation of a House vote on authorization of military action, which is set to take place next week. As we reported earlier, opposition to an attack on Syria is by no means only reserved to regular service members. Numerous top brass have also gone public to express their concerns, and Pentagon officials are even leaking information in a desperate bid to derail the path to war. And then there's a couple... So there's a lot of people that are really getting on board. And it's, the thing about this is as more people come out, take a stand, have courage, show a backbone, you're going to have more and more people also that's going to embolden others. To do this. So, another link here is hacked email of U.S. intelligence colonel shows Pentagon's involvement in the chemical attack in Syria. That's another huge one. I don't even have time to get into that one today, but um, that's proof that the Pentagon officials are even leaking information to try to stop this Syria invasion. And then military revolt against Obama's attack on Syria. That's further proof that the military is... Uh, increasingly more and more against this insane move to go against Syria. Now, here we have a, a lovely little picture, um, and the title is of, of this article is John Kerry's Cozy Dinner with Syria's, quote, Hitler. Secretary of State and the man he likened to a German dictator, Hitler, are pictured dining with their wives together at Damascus restaurant before this civil war broke out. Here's a picture. This just broke today on a mainstream um, publication. You see John Kerry playing his day in a restaurant with Assad, President Assad. The same guy he's wanting us to annihilate now. This was like, uh, I think in 2009. Yeah, 2009 this picture was taken. The same guy he's calling... Um, Hitler now, essentially, and the same guy that he wants to annihilate now. They, him and their wives were, I guess back then he didn't think he was too bad of a guy. 
they're literally having dinner at a nice restaurant in, in Damascus. An astonishing photograph of John Kerry having a cozy and intimate dinner with Bashar al-Assad has emerged at the moment the U.S. Secretary of State is making the case to bomb Syrian dicta- the Syrian dictator's country and remove him from power. Kerry, who compared Assad to Adolf Hitler and Saddam Hussein yesterday, is pictured around a small table with his wife, Teresa Hines, and the Assads in 2009. My, how things have changed. Assad and Kerry, then a Massachusetts senator, lean in towards one another and appear in deep conversation as their spouses look on. The waiter is pictured at their side with a tray of green drinks, uh, believed to be a lemon and crushed mint. I don't know why we needed that detail, but hey, figured I'd throw it in there. The picture was likely taken in, um, maybe it was a slurp. looks like a Slurpee. I, I bet you they got the 7-Eleven over there and they brought in some Slurpees. For this meal. They broke out the heavy-duty artillery. You know what I mean? Anyway, sorry, just kidding. Um, so, the picture was taken lightly, or taken, likely taken in February 2009 in the Narange restaurant in Damascus um, when Kerry led a delega- delegation to Syria to discuss finding a way forward for peace in that region. So, you know. I thought that was rather telling. As the Obama administration prepares to present a draft resolution to lawmakers that is by no means limited in its scope. What Obama's trying to say is, hey, listen, we're going to go in there. We're not going to have boots on the ground. It's We're just going to go in there. We're going to lob a few missiles in there. We're going to teach them a lesson for what, they, for what this Assad regime did. We're going to teach them a lesson for what they did, and then we're going to go our merry way, and everything will be fine. Right. Right. That's not the plan. That's just the plan to get Satan's hoof in the door. That's all it is. And then something will happen, things will escalate out of control, and then, hey, we're in World War Three. That's exactly... But he's wanting to downplay it as much as possible. How stupid to go in there with that type of game plan anyway. I mean, if you're going to go to war, you go to war to win. Okay? You don't go to war to, you know, lob a couple hand grenades at your enemy and then turn around and go back home. You've proven nothing. You've done nothing. I don't know. It's just, it's insane. So, um... As the Obama administration prepares to present its draft resolution to lawmakers that is by no means limited in its scope and would in fact grease the skids for an open-ended war, John Kerry, who we just saw in the picture above, uh, if you're following along, and other State Department officials have signaled that Obama will simply ignore Congress if they vote no and launch the assault anyway. So this is what Obama wants to do. Now, Here we have the next report. FISA terrorists are behind the Aleppo sarin gas attacks, not the Syrian army. So we're literally going over and launching a war against a country when the exact reason that we're doing so is the exact opposite of what we're being told. The Syrian rebels were the ones that launched the gas attack that was supplied to them most likely uh, through, well, we're going to look at that next, actually. We're gonna, I don't, I don't want to give too much away. But, well, here, revealed. Britain sold nerve gas chemicals to Syria uh, 10 months after war began. 
Um, so Britain allowed firms to sell chemicals to Syria capable of being used to make nerve gas. Syrian rebels admit the chemical attack responsibility to the Associated Press. There's a video of this. They're admitting it. They can't keep their mouths shut. They even tape what they're doing. There's a video of them launching the gas. The lies being told by the U.S. government agencies and the mainstream media over the, over the Syria continue to unravel. As the free Assyrian uh, army rebels have come out, and these are the bad guys, these are the guys that are the radicalized jihad, al-Qaeda, Muslim Brotherhood dudes, um, they have come out and admitted to the Associated Press that the rebels were responsible for the chemical attack in Syria, blamed on the Syrian governmental forces. If this information isn't bad enough, the rebels also admit that the weapons were supplied to them by the U.S., the U.S. ally, Saudi Arabia. We're supplying them with the gas, they're, they're launching it, and they have the audacity and gall to totally blame it on Assad, so much so that they say, well, we're going to go over there and we're, we're going to uh, we're gonna bomb you out of existence. You have to be taught a lesson, even though we did it all, and we were buying every bit of it. This is how wicked and evil and corrupt things are. So, I'm just going to play this YouTube video, um, uh, and uh, where it kind of gets into that a little bit more. It may have been the Syrian rebels and not President Bashar al-Assad's forces behind a chemical attack in Aleppo that has killed two dozen people earlier this year. Now, this is according to a Russian team that had conducted an on-site investigation. It believes the chemical trail leads straight to the rebels. Washington, though, maintains that it is more likely to be the regime in Damascus. The details now from Ortiz Gainet-Jikan. Washington's only saying that because it is the only narrative that fits their, their purpose. Their purpose is going over there and uh, going to war with Syria and taking control of the company, country and installing a more radicalized uh, puppet dictator in there that we can control that will be more radical. That's why the White House is fighting this so bad and why they're wanting us to go to war so bad now because they know that if they wait on this, more of this information is going to continue to come out and continue to come out, and it makes it harder and harder and harder for them. Once they've already pushed, let's say, the button, okay, for the bombs, well, then all bets are off, and it doesn't really matter what really happened, does it? Because we're at war now, oh, well, what's in the past is in the past. We're at war, and that's where we want to be. As you probably remember, the UN investigation into the use of chemical weapons near Aleppo never materialized. The Syrian government requested such investigation, but some UN officials demanded access into all Syrian facilities, which Syria denied, insisting on the investigation of that particular incident in March. Anyway, that UN investigation never happened. But nonetheless, the U.S. came forward and said it had evidence that Syrian, the Syrian government used chemical weapons. But there were lots of questions as to the sources through which they got the evidence. Washington brushed off all reports that rebels could have been behind the attack. The Syrian government wanted to clarify the incident and requested Russian experts to look into uh, what happened in Khan al-Assal. And, and again, meanwhile, the, the rebels have come out and admitted to the Associated Press the, the article I just read, you can watch the, the video and, and go to the link I provide on the PDF, that they did. They were totally responsible for the chemical attacks that happened. And that they're admitting it, okay? And Washington is just ignoring that. Well, I thought that that's who we were aligned with. Why are you ignoring our our wonderful rebel 
radical jihadist Muslim brethren? Why are you ignoring what they're saying? Near Aleppo, which they did. And based on their analysis, Russia says there's every reason to believe that it was the armed opposition fighters who used chemical weapons in Kanal Assault. Take a listen. The results of the analysis clearly indicate that the ordnance used in Kanal Assault was not industrially manufactured and was filled with sarin. The sarin technical specifications prove that it was not industrially manufactured either. The projectile involved is not a standard one for chemical use. Therefore, there is every reason to believe that it was the armed opposition fighters who used the chemical weapons in Khan al-Assal. In other words, these are rebels, okay? They're not like... They're not like a, uh, a well-oiled, lean, mean fighting machine out there, and they've got everything, all their T's crossed and their I's dotted and everything. These are guys that are going to do whatever it takes to make makeshift chemical weapons to launch them. And I mean, when you see the video of them launching it, the, the rebels proudly launching these things, I mean, these canisters and stuff they're using, I mean, they look, they look pretty... Uh, pretty B-rated. They, 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 they look pretty much like homemade. And this is what the the Russians are, are, are fi- their findings are indicating, that this is the very case. These aren't standardized you know, chemical weapons. These are like homemade. So Russia has submitted these experts' analysis to the UN. Russia's envoy to the UN also underscored that Russian experts personally collected the samples from the very site where the projectiles hit. He said they were not handed over to Russia through third parties, which was the case with the reports of other countries submitted to the Secretary General. The samples that Russians took were analyzed at an internationally recognized and certified Russian lab. Russia also says it has information that the so-called Bashar al-Nasr Brigade, affiliated with the Free Syrian Army, began the production of unguided projectiles, so-called Bashar 3 projectiles, in February 2013, and they were used in the March attack. In- yeah, and again, we, we, I believe we got into that last, the last study where the rebels have had these chemical weapons for a while now, and they even had a video up there where they took the thing, and it showed this guy, and these were the rebels, okay, and showed him pouring a little bit of this in these cage with these two poor little bunny rabbits, and it killed the, killed the bunny rabbits, you know, to show them, oh, what big men they are, and this is what's coming to you if you don't whatever. So they've openly admitted they've been caught since then in chemical attacks. These same devils that we're that our country is aligned with. So there's there's so much, if you look at this in totality, so much overwhelming evidence that the rebels are the ones that are responsible for this. They're openly admitting to it, but yet... Obama and, and, and his ilk are like just ignoring all of that information and saying, nope, nope, we gotta teach them a lesson. We gotta bomb them. It's so obvious what is going on here. In spite of this, Russia calls for the UN to look into this and for the international community to consider all evidence at hand. It, it, it shows these rebels firing and they're just literally, there's a wall they're kind of behind and they're just firing machine guns indiscriminately over the wall. There's nobody there firing back. They're literally lobbing bullets in... This is how sick these devils are. They're lobbing bullets into a city. And it's not like they're shooting them straight up in the air. They're shooting them at about a, oh... 35-degree angle. So they're going to still have a lot of velocity on it. And, you know, God forbid it gets to a a, a small child or a baby or, 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 or whoever... 
you know, I mean, anybody that gets hit that way, it's terrible. But I mean, they could be killing little small children indiscriminately, and but you know, hey, as long as it's for Allah, you know, it really doesn't matter. Because evidently they view the, their enemy, even though a lot of them are Muslims, but they're not radical enough Muslims. Okay, They're not of the same religious bent or ilk as them, so therefore they have to die too. So this is how sick these devils are, these rebels. And Obama's press secretary yet again brushed off the report saying, we seriously doubt anyone other than the Syrian government could use chemical weapons in Syria. The U.S. has already decided to arm the Syrian rebels, explaining the move as being in response to evidence that Assad has used chemical weapons. Although the U.N. has never verified the evidence, the U.S. claims it has. So we're looking at a clash of evidence and also at a large gap in trust between the U.S. and Russia over Syria, with Moscow asking, why is the U.S. so eager to dismiss reports about the use of chemical weapons by the rebels? When, when the rebels have openly, totally, 100% admitted to it at this point. They're not even trying to hide it. You know, so it, it's, it's just total, pure insanity what we're, what we're dealing with here. And they're just trying so hard to get this war going. I mean, desperately clawing, scratching, doing whatever they've got to do to get this thing going. Um, and here I have some pictures I posted here. Um, one of them shows a bombed-out area in Syria, and it says, Syria, the start of World War III. Most likely it will be the linchpin start for World War III, and Damascus will be destroyed, like Hosea 17.1 says. It's the longest continually occupied city in the history of the world, I believe, they were saying. And it's been... So that prophecy has never been fulfilled in Isaiah 17.1, and most likely that will be fulfilled, and that will be the linchpin to start World War III. Uh, then there's another one where you see this missile launching, and it says, for the children. Because the, that's the whole thing that, that the media has been harping on. Oh, look at all these children that died in this chemical attack um, by, by uh, the Assad regime. And, all of the, and, and we got it. We've got to kill them. We've got to send them a message for the children. You know, and it, it, what it is is totally pure propaganda. And then we have a quote by William Casey, the CIA director in 1981, who said, uh, We'll know our disinformation program is complete. He's openly admitting to the disinformation program. Okay. We know our disinformation program will be complete when everything the American public believes is false. That's when they'll know that I believe they're really ready to implement the New World Order. They want to get us, every one of us believing total lies. And that's when they'll know that I believe the New World Order, the Antichrist, is ready to arise. So this is what their goal is. This is the type and caliber of, of, of devil that we're dealing with here. So, um, some information there. Now we're going to get into... Uh, more very recent testimonies about foreign troops on American soil and Satan's plans for the U.S. troops and how that also relates to Syria as well. Okay, so moving along here, the first one, now this isn't just one thing I'm going to be reading here. You could say, well, you had some dude, whatever, and how can you just take, well, I know, but when there's multiple reports, and this is just in the last week, uh, regarding the subject I just mentioned, you have to really start to pay attention. Uh, 
First one is attention veterans. Kill teams are assigned to rural areas of the United States now. And this is from the Michigan area. This is from yesterday, Sunday. The hunting of vets, now I don't mean veterinarians, I don't mean vegetarians, I mean vets, veterans of foreign wars. Uh, The hunting of vets in rural areas will be done by Russians around here while they're driving blue Ford pickup trucks and maybe pulling a white camper. In other words, they want to be incognito and inconspicuous. And this is a common theme we're seeing a lot of right now. They will be asking for directions. They have supervised, they have suppressed pistols and suppressed M4s and AR-10s. The supervisors as backup drive excursions and are blacked out. Evidently the vehicles are blacked out. I'm guessing the trigger news announcement will be Syria. Now here's the deal. Here's what we're going to be talking about. They announce we're going to war with Syria. Okay. And I mean when we're going into full blown, okay, we're going to send troops over there. The number one threat that they've identified, this is in, I believe, FBI and these types of things, the number one threat that they're identifying regarding implementation of the New World Order in America are returning veterans. And also, Christians, preppers, pro-life, pro-Bible, literal belief in the Bible, uh, pro-Second Amendment, but... Returning veterans are, I would say, at the top of the list because of the knowledge that they've got regarding our own government and also the knowledge they have of combat and these types of things. They've tried to kill them off as much as they can with all the tainted vaccines and Lord knows whatever else they've done to them. Bill Clinton passed an executive order when he was in office and uh, used to have the actual executive order memorized. But um, it, it stated that People in the military will um, have to receive vaccinations and they will not have to disclose what's in the vaccination, nor could they refuse the vaccination. And we know of people personally, and I've had many listeners contact me and tell me, you know, listen, I got got vaccinated, I don't know how many times, 40, 50 times. And I'm devastated. I don't think I've got very much longer to live. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. Then you have the whole depleted uranium thing, which is a whole other can of worms that's happened in the Middle East. And uh, if you want to know more about that, key in Beyond Treason uh, on YouTube, Beyond Treason, and it's a whole documentary on all the the depleted uranium and the things they did to uh, not only the indigenous population there, but our own troops, exposing them. See, Satan wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to kill both sides. Not just... So anybody that's a a soldier, red-blooded American over there fighting, they're thinking for their country when they're actually fighting for the military-industrial complex and to advance their agenda, um, anybody like that, they want to kill them. Because they know if they return, they don't want somebody that um, is cognitively there and then has a a, a good framework and a good understanding of the true agenda behind the Illuminati and they also know that, you know, these types of people could be ones that other Americans would rally around. They've got combat skills. They can teach those. They can teach, you know, what they learned. And they don't want people like that. They want to annihilate them and destroy them. And they want to do that as early into the potentially coming World War III as possible. 
They want to annihilate them first. Uh, again, they've already done a great job with the vaccinations, with the depleted uranium, and who knows what else. But the ones that are still there, able to fight, that have a, they want them dead. So this makes a lot of sense to me, that we would have these Russian Spetsnats and these Chinese and, and these other troops on our soil right now, and their first targets that they would want to take out would be the returning veterans, particularly ones that have had any kind of inclination. Uh, I think all of them would be targeted, but I think the ones that would have any kind of inclination to speak out against what's going on in the New World Order, ones that are educated, ones that are prepared, ones that could be who they would term as leaders of different, maybe, militia groups. They're going to have to go first. So, the person writing in this, this was written into uh, Steve Quayle's Q-Alerts. It says, I'm guessing the Trigger News announcement will be Syria. Because the last night, there seemed to be a disappointed murmur in their coffee shop meetings. Meaning, these Russians, and I've been seeing this over and over again, they'll get together at coffee shops or little cafes, and they'll have their maps there. And whether they're trying to gain intel or whether they're trying to say, okay, listen, these are our potential targets. Here's what we're going to do. People overhear them speaking in Russian. Um, and this particular coffee shop where there's a large contingency of Russians, they seem to be pretty disappointed because the whole thing with Syria hadn't gotten going yet. Uh, Steve Quayle then notes, it says, too many similar reports are coming in from all over the country. Uh, now, do you understand what I've been warning about as what the threat to vets really is? All your data is in the hands of the controllers who run the teams. Do you know? Do you now understand why the vets are considered terrorists by the very government they fought for? The vets are going to be the first ones they come for. And I really believe a lot of our own law enforcement officers, the good guys, the guys that are not going to want to go along with this. Now you're seeing this military... Really starting to bow up against Obama, saying, I'm not going over there. I'm not going to fight for Al-Qaeda. I'm not going to fight alongside them. I'm not going over there to be slaughtered. You know, you got all this stuff going on now at the same time. And then he goes on to say, um, mix up and change up all your previous patterns. I totally agree. Do not travel with cell phones. Get rid of your cell phones right now. If it's in your name, get rid of it. Go get a track phone, okay? Go and, and keep it in aluminum foil when you're not using it, okay? Because they it'll send out a GPS signal, and they can track you. Register it. Don't register it in your name. I'm just I'm giving you some hints here, some things that you want to do. You got GPSs registered in your names. Oh, I want to be using those. Uh, your car's got that OnStar. It's another way they can... I mean, there's a lot of different ways they can track you. I'm just saying. They've got now these... these. Um, um. Okay, so one you can get is the techprotectbag.com. It's called Faraday Bag Tech Protect. This meets U.S. military specifications. Um, it's a Faraday bag. It's like a Faraday cage. It... it your phone will not be able to uh, transmit um, or receive a signal. Now, again, if you have one, or let's say you don't have this and you're on the run and you don't have, okay, well, get rid of the phone. Or, 
take the battery out and still wrap it. The thing is, is I've heard now that there's that even if you take the battery out, there's a chance, particularly on the newer phones, that there's a little bit of a backup system they've got there where they can still track you for a little bit of time even after that. Now, I can't say for sure, but I have read that. It'd be better to err on the side of safety. I'm just saying, these are some things you might want to consider. So, mix up and change all your previous patterns. Do not travel with cell phones. Note the influx of similar design vehicles and understand that they have license plate readers and instant updates through the real-time database and satellite uplink capabilities. Again, this is another reason too I posted that Psalm 64 teaching I've done. Because it says, hear my voice, O God, and my prayer. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked ones, from the, insur- from the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity. The first thing you're asking for, God, in that prayer, is to hide you. You know, under the, under the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge, refuge while these calamities be overpassed. Remember the Bible verse I read? See, God, can, it doesn't matter what technology they've got. God can still hide you and protect you. Okay? Perfectly capable of doing that. But you do have to have the faith to believe that. I don't care what their technology is. It's irrelevant. God can still protect you. These are some... But I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you practical things you can do as well. You know, to so you kind of understand both. Okay, let's go further here. Um, uh, and then he says, May the God of heaven reveal these plans in such detail and accuracy that all room for denial will be ended forever and you will be able to understand the wars now here on American soil. Suggest everyone reading this familiarize themselves. And, and again, this is very important that the military in particular really gets this. Really, really, really gets this. Because these Russian troops, you know, when when our military realizes this, our troops need to understand who the enemy is. And it and the enemy is the Russians. The enemy are these these foreign troops. The enemy, you know, may be a lot of uh of sold out Americans that have already signed on to the whole New World Order plan, sold their soul to Satan, pretty much, that are already in military ranks that could be acting as spies as well, to say, okay, these are the good guys, these are the guys that are gonna need to be taken out when this stuff all starts. These are the good guys in let, let's say they've done the same thing with the city police and with the sheriffs and these types of things. These there's, I guarantee you, there are double agents in there that are already have all these lists already in place, and you need to be praying about this ahead of time. And it, it's not just about a person in the military dying; they have to also think about their families. You know that that if they don't survive, their families may not survive. They might be the one that is, you know, let's say the one that God's put there to um, uh, help protect that family. And, and if they're gone, then, you know, it might be a bunch, a bunch of women and children there that, 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 that are, that are kind of in a very, very bad situation. I'm not saying the Lord can't protect them. Okay. I'm just giving you scenarios here. So, um, this goes on to say, um, You'll now understand the war is now here on American soil. Suggest everyone reading this familiarize themselves with Project Phoenix from Vietnam. Now, I have a patch here of this Project Phoenix. This was just right up on Wikipedia. They're very matter-of-fact about this, and they're not denying this, okay? And um, in January of 1965, U.S. Army Special Forces were issued standing orders to employ small and highly trained units utilizing counterinsurgency techniques such as ambushing, raiding, 
sabotaging, and committing acts of terrorism against known VC personnel, meaning Viet Cong, to include assassination. Phoenix operatives were given by a a joint U.S.-GVN intelligence gathering and counter-terror effect at the provincial districts and village levels. The Phoenix program um, was a program designed and coordinated and executed by the United States Central Intelligence Agency. Okay, which, again, we just had that quote from that CIA guy about the disinformation program. When everybody believes a lie, they'll know it's complete. You know, We also know Al-Qaeda, which is a main part of these Syrian rebels, Al-Qaeda, was actually formed by the CIA. So the CIA is just pure Satan, Okay, essentially, what we're dealing with here. So this also was coordinated and designed and executed by the CIA and the United States Special Ops Forces, Special Forces operatives from the Australian Army, training team in Vietnam, and the Republic of Vietnam's security apparatus during the Vietnam War. Um, the program was designed to identify and neutralize via infiltration, again, that's already been done. Most militia groups have been infiltrated. Via infiltration, capture, terrorism, torture, and assassination, the infrastructure of the National Liberation Front of, the, of South Vietnam, the Viet Cong. Well, you would say, well, what does that have to do with this? What it has to do with this is that our government has already put together teams. In this particular case, the uh, um, Project Phoenix in Vietnam to go after key people in the Viet Cong movement through infiltration and every other cloak and dagger thing you could probably think about, in order to extract information from them and ultimately eliminate the target. Now they've got the Russian Spetsnaz teams here, and maybe um, certain black parts of, of our own military, plus Chinese and these types of people here, that are going to be doing the same things to the veterans of our country. Then it was Viet Cong. Now it's going to be our own veterans. And then other, probably, the probably start with the veterans and then they're going to go to the patriot christians pro-lifers whatever pro-prepper movement i'm sure they're going to have a hierarchy on their hit lists this is happening right now and if war had already been declared against syria these things would probably already be going hot and what that would do is the war would provide a cover where these types of news reports could be easily suppressed because they would say well all you know what's broken loose in Syria, and this is way more than we thought we were getting into. Meanwhile, we've got all of these Spetsnaz teams here taking out our own top veteran guys. And it totally being suppressed in the news. It would be much easier to suppress that type of material when you've got a regional war. And then if they go and they pull the plug on the, on the internet, which they might do at that point, then you've really got total, total news blackout of this. Here's here's the next story. Um, this is a um, this is a uh, okay. Spetsnaz teams deploy in the U.S. War with Syria to be trigger for the attack. This is another totally independent um, story. Okay, not related to the first one we just read. Using Northern Strike, the largest multinational air and ground combat exercise in the country as cover, Russian special forces, known as Spetsnaz, have established a foothold in the northeastern Michigan um, sleepy resort town of Alpina. 
While the town may appear sleepy to the casual observer, to those who have been paying attention, Alpena is clearly becoming a staging area for a foreign invasion of the United States. Last year, the Alpena Combat Readiness Training Center was the epicenter of a huge explosion that rocked north, northeastern Michigan for hundreds of square miles. That's a pretty big explosion. Mainstream media was silent, despite the fact that the explosion was confirmed by Alpena County Undersheriff Terry King, who stated that he was in the Sheriff's Department when he felt the building shake. 9-11 dispatchers received a large number of calls to report the blast, and scores of Facebook users reported it as well. I don't know if this was some type of trial practice bomb run prior to whatever they've got planned. I don't know. Strange things are happening in Alpena, Michigan. There have been reports of UFOs engaging in U.S. fighter, UFOs engaging U.S. fighter aircraft over Lake Huron. And there are radar tapes that prove air, the aircraft did go missing over the lake at the time of the sighting. So now we're really getting almost paranormal stuff here. Uh, this whole thing with this, um, Comet, Comet Ison. I mean, that, uh, newest video that Dabu7 just put up where he starting to black the thing out like to 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 darken it I mean that's very very weird very strange doesn't look like any comment I've ever seen you know so I don't really know what they've got going on here and in store for us this could go so many different ways but they're really gearing up for something heavy duty um then it goes on to say the um there are radar tapes that prove the aircraft did go missing over the lake at the time of these sightings. I guess the sightings of the UFOs. Twelve hours after the explosion. Uh, using famous disinformation source, Sorsha Fall. Don't believe Sorsha Fall. Okay? On, uh, she's got two disinformation things. Okay, Sorsha Fall is a... Jesus Christ-hating devil witch from the pit of hell. Okay? Pure evil, source of fall. Okay, so a lot of people will send me links to stuff from, from uh, her, her thing, and I just tell them, I'm like, listen, this is absolute total disinformation. If it comes from source of fall, it's most likely possibly some truth in, intermingled with a whole ton of lies. So, who's Source of Fall? Um, oh, she is the one that has whatdoesitmean.com. Okay? And also, there's another website that I don't know. It's like the end something. Uh, it, it's another way they've got around um, the... Uh, they'll post it on whatdoesitmean.com, but then it'll get re- it'll get reposted on, on another site. Um some end time site that if, unless you click down to the source, you won't know it's from her. Okay. So source of fall, uh, presents herself as a new age, ungodly cult leader. While on rare occasions, I believe there are things you can glean from her reports. Rarely do I ever forward them as only very mature Christians are able to glean from her reports without falling into her utter doom and gloom. She typically portrays for America. Uh, not to say that hard times are not in store for the U.S., but if what she reported was true about America, we would have all been annihilated a long time ago, or at bare minimum, all been in concentration camps. Now, she hates Christians with a passion, and it makes no effort to hide her feelings. This book is being sold for $37.88 off her website, and you know what the, the title of the book is? Dirty 
filthy Christians. Treaties on the most dangerous death cult in human history. End of quote. So I don't glean anything from that witch anymore. Okay, she's a cult leader. At her own website, we read, Sister Maria Teresa is the 73rd Sorshafal of the Sorshafal Order, elected as Mother Superior, February 3rd, 2007. Born in Dublin, Ireland, the 73rd Sorshafal joined the Order in March of 1973 and holds various degrees in both the European and the United States universities. And she loves to, to lump all Catholics in with Christians, like the 50 million, you know at least 50 million killed during the Inquisitions alone by the Catholic Church, yet she has the audacity to say that she's Mother Superior, which is the Catholic term of the Source of Fall order. Evidently, it's like the Pope. When you go and you become Source of Fall, well, you change your name, except everybody's known as Source of Fall instead of changing your name to like whatever Pope Benedict type of thing. But she was originally known as Sister Maria Teresa, and now she's the 73rd. It'd be like Pope you know, Pope the 73rd, or whatever. They call him the 73rd Source of Fall. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there, because I, ugh, she's pure evil. Anyway, uh, let's go further here. Um, okay, now I'm going to go ahead and end up playing a video regarding what I just got into, but I've really, yeah, I've really run out of time in this in this teaching. So I'm going to go ahead and go to part two. And in this episode of The Truth is Viral, host Bob Powell will detail uh, several of these strange happenings that we just talked about, including his own encounter with a group of Russian forces, Spetsnaz troops. So I'm going to, it's going to be about a little over a 15 minute clip we're going to play here, but it gets a lot into what we just covered, except even in more detail. So I'm going to end here and we'll see you in part two. God bless you.